Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our worst of 2017, right, Matt? Yes, yes. That was a great echo effect. We, echo, echo. we paid a lot of money for that. At least $2. Yes, and 74 cents. <laughs> and 74 cents for the software to make that possible for you, our awesome listeners. Yes, listeners, listeners, listeners. Listeners, listeners. So this is actually our part two of our summary of 2017. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely listen to our best of yeah. 2017. We like to start with a positive yeah. here on the podcast yep. and then move to the negative. Yep. And I'm sure there's probably more people out there I will say that enjoy these negative lists. Sure. I know I do, but you have to talk about the good and the bad. And yep. I, I think it's always good to be the optimist. So, but yes, for those of you eagerly waiting for our worst of, this is the one we're going to be tearing down, thrashing, burning, destroying. Not really, but talking about the films that we really didn't like. Yeah. So any yeah. disclaimers before we get yeah, into Yeah, disclaimer this? one for me. Um, I didn't see some of the like more renowned bad movies yes, out there. I did. And you did. <laughs> it was so, a tough year for Joel right. and film. So some of the films on mine don't necessarily mean they're the worst movies out there. They're just the worst ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So like, example, I know notoriously, I think the Emoji movie didn't do very well with most critics this year. I didn't see it. Might pop up on it my might, list. It might pop up on somebody's <laughs> list. Exactly. Maybe. But I didn't put it on the list because I haven't seen it. So it doesn't yeah. mean anything if it's not there. Yeah. I could very well possibly see a movie in the next two days from 2017 that I'm like, ah, oh, that should have been on my top or worst 10 list, you know, yes. but that's not the case. Also, to harken back to the previous episode we did last week, I yes. did see The Disaster Artist, and that is really a fantastic film. Oh, I'm glad. And I, if I do resituate my top 10 list, I might swing swing that in there okay. at some point in time. Nice. But we'll see. You said that in the text message. It is, it's a weirdly hopeful it's movie. It's oddly inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, wow. You're like, I don't know why, but to it's, me, it's like to me, To me, I was like, he's just like, I'm going to keep going no matter how people perceive me you know i'm like wow yeah that is like the goal of so many people you know and that's and he did it to an extent 100 percent. so no i'm glad you got to see it though i'm glad you feel that way as well but yeah at some point maybe we'll do a little wrap in yeah uh revised top 10 for the year something like that maybe even a revised bottom worst of since you haven't seen a lot of these and uh with your disclaimer i will say Agreed, 100%. These are my worst Mm -hmm. films of the year. They're not going to be everybody's. These are the films that I personally, they might have been decently produced. They might have had decent acting, but they're the ones that I personally just had the worst reaction and response to for a number of different reasons. Um, And I will say I saw a ton more than you did. It's true. So for me, it was a lot simpler. I was like, I actually have more than enough to fill this list. And I will will give just real I did stretch a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give real briefly a couple like runners up. I don't think you have any. No, I don't have any. Yeah. But why not, before we get into that, why don't you give listeners some ways to get connected? Get connected with us, y'all. Um, go to our website, realreviewmedia.com. You can find all of our social media channels, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Real Review Media. Uh, find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Real Review. Check out some of the stuff we got going on there. And then just, yeah, our website, email us, real, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yep. I will start off with some best worst of, some like runner-up worst of. Okay. Um, I've got five. We won't talk about them best too much. Best worst of yeah, runner-ups. I'm just saying best worst of, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and these are in no particular order. Okay. These are just yeah. like, I, I had a really hard time filling out which ones fall where on my sure. top 10 because it's like when something's bad, it's these just are like bad. the bad honorable mentions. Yeah, the bad honorable mentions. So, uh, number one, Power Rangers. All right. Okay. Really... Went into that hoping for good. I remember seeing the original Power Rangers yeah. movie that came out in theaters when I was a little kid, and I was just like, with Ivan Ooze. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like it was fun and silly, and they for some reason decided to go wake almost Transformers serious with it, mm-hmm. which isn't that serious, but like 
they tried to go like real and like authentic, yeah. but it was still stupid and cheesy at the same time. It <laughs> made no logical sense half yeah. the time. And oh, I gotcha. Just the concept of why these people aren't drowning. They're, I mean, <laughs> there was like three or four scenes where they're just swimming in the water for like minutes in their underwater, whatever. Uh, <laughs> silence. That was actually a positive one for you. I think you actually had a really good experience with that one. Yeah, I really liked Silence. Yeah, I had such, I almost fell asleep like eight times. Oh, yeah. And the whole internal message of it and the whole idea of it being such a long process to make this film, I yeah. was expecting so much from it. And I just didn't connect with any of it. Uh, okay. I didn't really feel like any of it really resonated with yeah. me. Uh, All Eyes on Me. All okay. Eyes I on Me. I didn't see that one. It's the Jay-Z you no, know, no, no, Tupac. Uh, Tupac, sorry, yep. and Jay-Z, sorry, Tupac, I can't even remember. Yeah. Uh, it's the Tupac, you know, yeah. synopsis. Just don't even know what I saw with that. Uh, there was there was editing issues, there was tonal issues, there was acting issues, there was right. just so much to it that I was like, what are you doing? The only thing that was good with that was the, the music, yeah. the Tupac music, yeah. that was really good. Uh, Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature, hey. which, do I really need to say anything no, more? No, you can move on. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> it's about squirrels that want to yeah. find nuts, yeah. and a bad guy who's like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. So, Cartoon. Yeah, insert stupid jokes. Uh, and then the last one, this one, almost, I will say this one was very close, uh, the Boss Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Almost made my top 10 worst, but... But not quite. The, there was there was interesting animation that happened at one spot, yeah. at a couple spots that I thought was creative enough to Clever, not quite yeah. make the list. So... Sure. Yes. Anyway, why don't you... I took the last one to yeah. go first. Why don't you take the first one? I'll uh, take the actual... One. The first one. My top... Yes. My number 10. Yes. What is it? On the... My 10 worst films. Again, this is not that there weren't worst movies, just the ones that I saw. The Dark Tower. Mm. Um, and you and I saw this one together one of the we rare did. occasions that we do that <laughs> and we talked about it with uh, one of our friends Dan Dan Parker what's up and um, we uh, we talked afterwards and it was just like so meh you yeah. know yeah. and um, and dropped the ball in how short it was where it could have spent a lot of time building its world and its mythology and it was really disappointing too because there were there's a lot of talent with McConaughey and Elba, mm -hmm. but they didn't use them. Yeah. And and there's some cool visual stuff, especially with Elba's character. Yep. And as a gunslinger and kind of the cool stuff he did with his gun, but that just it doesn't the story was weak sauce and it it needed to be fleshed out more. It was just kind of like, here, this is gonna happen, and this, this, let's just move on to the next thing. It didn't yeah. seem like they took their time. I remember there being a lot of either rewrites, reshoots, or whatever yeah. in production forever. Um, so that stuff definitely came through and that's my, that's my 10. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, my 10, the comedian. Oh uh, yeah. I remember yeah. you talking about this one. This one will happen. I, I feel like really early on in the year, like maybe around like February or yeah, something like that. Pretty early. Um, I had forgotten that I'd seen it too. All right. I will say this. There's a couple films on this list that like purpose, like not purposely, but personally offended me. All right. Okay. On, on yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one of those films. Oh. The reason that it didn't hit higher was because it really just felt like a limited release. It really felt like they were trying to do something a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stars Robert De Niro, directed by Taylor Hackford. Yeah. Um, it was just, and it also it also has Leslie Mann, which she's very hit or miss for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes her whole shtick of I'm like I'm angry, I'm gonna yeah, yell yeah, yeah. at you, gets like really annoying to me. And this was like her at the worst. <laughs> for me and then the coarseness and the grossness of Robert De Niro's jokes right it seemed it was offensive and it was like a a bad purposefully shocking comedian yeah having a movie but Robert De Niro is not a comedian yeah so it was like badly told comic poorly taste 
distasteful yeah. jokes no, I got being you. told by Robert De Niro. So the only thing that was like slightly redeeming this was Danny DeVito, okay. who's in the movie, and I thought his relationship with Robert De Niro was interesting, and I almost wish the movie had just been about that. Yeah. Um, he has a I weird romantic relationship with Lindsay Mann as well, okay. and she like she comes across as being like 30 years younger than him at right. least, and they talk about that in the movie, but they never really make a heads or tails of that. It just kind of is a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, again, personally offended by it, which is never a good place to be with a movie. Right. Um, and, oh, yeah. 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 So, all right. No, I got you. That's my number 10. Cool. Well, let me bring it back down to number nine. Sounds good. My ninth worst movie of the year is, and it's going to be Jigsaw. Okay. And I'm going with Jigsaw because how many ways can you reinvent this thing <laughs> and show some other twist that, that, like, if you put all the timelines of these things together, there would have to be, like, I feel like there would have to be like six storylines happening simultaneously mm-hmm. where Jigsaw, Tobin Bell's character, is like, you know, secretly training 18 different protégés, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's another one. I did like some elements of the movie, yeah, um, but just not, not really... Yeah, effective here. I'm thinking Jigsaw too. They're going to find out that he actually invented a cloning machine. Maybe <laughs> the, the, the Tesla machine. <laughs> exactly from, from, from uh, Prestige. Prestige. Exactly. Prestige. Yeah, yeah. that would crazy, actually man. end up making more sense than some of these convoluted times <laughs> at this point. It's crazy, man. But yeah. yeah, that's that's my number nine. Just a little little bummed out. All right, I know you're a big fan of the horror. So yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. All right, my number nine is another film that you just talked about called The Dark Tower. Hey, yeah, uh, this one. I went into this not knowing what to expect. I see that often with these, uh-huh. but that doesn't always turn out well. Um, I knew that it was a very popular book series, and I knew that it was by Stephen King, and yeah. so that in and of itself can... Stephen King films can be so hit or miss, but it really felt like they did a very big disservice to this series of books. It really yeah. felt like the entire time I was watching this, I'm like, you're dealing with Matthew McConaughey. You're dealing with Idris Alba. You've got talent. Yeah. And But the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, Why? Yeah. Like, why does any of this matter? Why is any of this significant? What, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know why this kid's significant. Nothing that was in it really resonated of being any significant importance to me. Right. Uh, or really mattering. And it, it's not like it had, it, like it's it's about another universe in a sense, but I need to connect with the characters. Yeah. I need to connect with the story. I think what you said as well as, you know, explaining things, fleshing things out would have helped a ton. Yeah. It was um, short. It was like an hour 45 too. Yeah, it was really short. The action wasn't even all that great. It right. just felt very forced. And kind of silly and the way that they ended up resolving everything with Matthew McConaughey felt very like, really? That was that was the thing you were waiting to figure out? Like you yeah. couldn't have figured that out like ages beforehand? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So overall, didn't really enjoy it. Really didn't like it. Uh, I'm thinking probably not going to be any sequels to this anytime soon. Nope. Well. I would I would agree with that sentiment. Cool. So moving on, number eight for you, Matt. Number eight is going with the Netflix release this time around. We're going with Death Note. Oh yeah. Um, so I have a lot of friends that uh, are big on the Death Note anime. Like, so good. Check yeah. it out. And yeah. I like the idea of it. I like the concept of it. Uh, watched it on Netflix, and it was just like, what is happening? Okay, I didn't really get the the plight of the characters. Mm-hmm. You didn't spend a lot of time with them, especially um, the people that were like on the quote unquote good side, and then. Um, it rushed through just a ton of stuff. The guy went from obscurity, uh, light. He went to obscurity from obscurity to like prominence and something that I believe took a lot longer in the anime. That yeah. Fleshed out. <laughs> um, and, and like seconds, it right. seemed like, and I was just like, Oh, how did this happen? Okay. I, and then 
on top of that, they jumped right into it right at the very beginning of the movie. And I liked it. Um, only redeeming thing of this movie to me that I thought was cool was um, William Defoe's character, mm-hmm. um, his the his effects, the like creature effects. Yeah, they were those great. things really really cool. Yeah, I was also further confused at the very <laughs> end how they went into like outtakes and like behind the scenes like BTS stuff at the very end in right. the credits. Yeah, I was like. Wait, what are they? Are they showing like what you're is You're ruining happening? your own sense of this film, right? right what is what happening thought, right now? Yeah. It just took me out of it. And yeah, this it would have 100 percent would have been better served as a show, you know, ten episode run yeah. on Netflix, yeah, as opposed to just an hour and a half, hour forty five, two hours, whatever it was. Um, and it was just didn't didn't grab me emotionally. It had some like kind of cool-ish effects, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. Um, kind of a little bit Final Destination-y at times. Um, but that was really it. Um, I I just wasn't on board. Yeah. Didn't care for any of the characters at all. Hmm. The girlfriend, that whole relationship between her and Light, I was like, what? <laughs> and it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That was that was mine. It uh-huh. was Death Note. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number eight is a film called Leap! Exclamation point. I say leap because it's got an exclamation leap. point there. Uh, so this was a film, I believe it was produced by the Weinsteins. Uh, I think it was produced in and released by them. I don't know what happened here. This I know this was originally, I believe, a French film. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah, that got translated into English. Yeah. Somewhere something got really lost in translation <laughs> with this one. It was such a weird film. Yeah. Because of, I think it had a... I'm not attacking it, but it had like a French sensibility to the way that everybody acted. Okay. But the dialogue was distinctly American. Right. And so that felt very clashing. Yeah. Um, not only that, but I felt like the voice acting for the most part, the kids sounded about like 10 years too old <laughs> to be in these roles. I mean, Elle Fanning, yeah. I have no problem with her, but she was taking the role of, I, I think like an 11 year old or 12 year old in the script, but she sounds like, you know, like right. an 18 year old. And so it just like was really clashing. Um, the whole story arc was very silly and stupid. I don't think I laughed more than one time. Um, I probably rolled my eyes probably more times than I laughed <laughs> at the film, which is really sad. And Eye I think roller. one of the biggest things that hurt to me was Mel Brooks is in this. Oh, okay. And I'm a huge fan. Like one of my favorite all-time comedies is Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a lot of them, but that's probably yeah. one of my favorites. And to have him be in this role and play such a stupid character and to be so badly used, it just hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. The Everything was, and everything was, you knew where it was all going. There was a really stupid, like, overall story arc. There was never really a bad person. Right. But then they're kind of, they ended it with like, well, we need a bad guy, so we're going to make one happen right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just felt very ridiculous. And then also, and this is the last thing I'll say, it teaches kids bad morals. Okay. You should not be teaching kids to jump down giant 15 flight staircases oh, because no. of your passion. You shouldn't be teaching kids to do that. You're going to hurt yourself, kids. Anyway. So, jump off the roof, yeah, guys. This is more of I'm saying it's so bad because it just it encourages bad behavior. No, I gotcha. I there gotcha. You go. All right. So that was my number eight, Matt. What is your number seven? Number seven is The Great Wall. This is a Matt Damon. Uh, not so great, is it? No, the not so great wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, starring Matt Damon. Damon, um, basically outsider kind of gets caught up in this war, this weird mythology of how the Great Wall of China was really built to keep out these like crazy <laughs> monsters. As it was. Right. right? Uh, and he's basically Legolas. Yeah. Minus he's not an elf. 
<laughs> so he's like he basically hits his mark anytime he shoots an arrow. Yeah. Um, which there are a couple of cool like stylized like scenes, mm-hmm. uh, but as a whole, it didn't. The the monsters were like super generic. I don't know why it was that they were really there in the first place. The way that they took them down, I think, was what bothered me the most. It actually reminded me of. Um, it reminded me of Independence Day. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Independence right. Day from like the early ADs. Right, right. It reminded me of Independence Day, uh, where you, you know, yeah, you got to take out, you know, take out the mothership. Basically, is kind of the thought process behind that. Yeah, and um, so that part was weird. The CG got a little funny at the end. Um, the relationships between the characters didn't feel real. Yeah. Uh, the the oppression that and like the relatability to Matt Damon's character and the oppression that he was feeling from the people um, in China was, it didn't, it didn't feel real enough. It was just, it felt very inauthentic. I guess it's not really a thing. Non, not authentic. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just so blah. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean, I thought he did okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I wouldn't say the acting was super great either. So I don't know. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. it. That's my that's my seven. Didn't see it, but might try to maybe jokingly check it out. At some see, here's point. the thing. Yeah. And I say, you know, I haven't seen all the worst movies, and you say all your worst movies. I'm like, well, I don't want to go see that. Yeah. I, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. You're not going to want to see any of these. So, <laughs> anyways. Anyway. You're a seven. Yeah. My number seven. Geostorm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah. Which is kind of the sentient, okay. the sentiment I got from there's like, whoa, there's like a big machine that like controls the weather nice. and it like makes things happen and like people die. <laughs> it like it felt like a movie that was going for like epic, like an epic like world disaster movie. Yeah. But it ended up just being like flat, stupid mm-hmm. disaster movie. People do end up dying. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. But when they die, you're almost just left going like, why? Yeah. Like, you feel bad for the people because you're kind of like, I feel like you just got sacrificed because the script wanted to kill some people yeah. off, you know? And so, yeah. So that was one thing. <laughs> uh, directed by Dean uh, Devlin. I don't know too many of his other productions or anything like that. He just he did a lot of work with Roland Emmerich. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There, so there was overall ideas in the film as well that just fell, com- fell completely flat. Yeah. I mean, the whole way that the idea of this 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 thing being structured and put together that they would create this system that could somehow create mass destruction and then the political aspects of it and it just it really felt flat and silly and then that one person was trying to use that it almost felt like they were trying to go for like a political message but kind right. of like at the very end we're like yeah we're not really going to go for a political right everything was so like obvious like okay we know what this is going and then it all just at the end of the day, all really came down to was like hacker skills because <laughs> hackers have abilities to do hacking things. You know what I mean? The only thing this movie was missing as far as that goes was like the scene where like somebody's in like their, you know, work room and they've got the computer and there's like music yeah. playing. And they're like, ooh, ah, I'm hacking. Yeah. Ooh, ah. yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. swordfish. Or something. Like it didn't have that, but it, it kind of like, I would have laughed. It yeah. would have needed that. I mean, they called the machine. Dutch boy. Dutch boy. Well, that's Gerard Butler. Which for is you. fine. No, but then he shows up. Gerard Butler shows up on the spaceship after he's been kicked yeah. off. He finally gets back on and he goes, It's great to be back, girl. Yeah. Like he calls it a she. Yeah, I'm it's... like, I thought it was a Dutch boy. <laughs> so it's like everything is like that. It just, things just happen. Oh, and man. yeah, there was a weird, awkward relationship aspect between. Uh, Jim Sturgis's character and Abby Cornish's character, and they're trying to almost make the president to be like a terrorist. 
at some points, yeah, but it doesn't happen. Stuff, so, so yeah, it just the whole movie felt flat and stupid and the, none of the action mattered. I ended up feeling more bad for the people that were a part of it. Yeah. I know Gerard, but- Gerard Butler was hoping for like maybe a career comeback with this. I don't know. But yeah, definitely not a good. Step, <laughs> well, he has Den of Thieves coming out, so hopefully that's better. He does. Yeah. yeah. True. Awesome. So that was my number seven. All What's right. Number six. Number six for me is Smurfs, The Lost Village. <laughs> um, just uh, for nah, animated nah, nah, films, nah, nah. it's just, it's just, this is, is about as meh emoji as you can get (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get there matt i know don't spoil it and uh i'm just saying like this is this is incredibly mad the jokes were extremely weak just uh the plot uh everything everything storytelling the it was geared towards children with all the bathroom humor yeah um and a lot of it wasn't even clever it was just like just random like bathroom humor Hmm. and um so I, i yeah just a meh meh film yeah, won't we'll watch it and no uh, further we'll match we'll to talk about. No further meh. I guess that that's really it. I mean, animated Smurfs. Yeah, <laughs> like right. the only thing. I mean, I mentioned this last time too. The only thing I really liked about it was some of the clever names they came up with with for some of the Smurfs. Like yeah. just basically like one thing they do. Like, mm-hmm. did you see any other Smurf movies that came out no. before it? Okay, uh-uh. so I just kind of dove into this. I've heard a lot of people say that it was better than those. Oh, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I did have... see the Lost Village. I I okay. thought it was okay. Yeah, I was like me. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't as bad as some of the other anime films, but it wasn't great. And I know you haven't seen as many. Yeah. So we'll give you that. It's all good. That's it. It's my six. <laughs> cool. Uh, my number six, a film called Tulip Fever. Hey. Directed by Justin Chadwick. This was like a weird, it was like a, a mean spirited erotic thriller. <laughs> it was like, I don't even know how to explain this movie. It was literally like somebody was like, hmm, how can I get an attractive girl? Alicia Vikander to basically take her clothes off, but still try and have a semblance of it having like a deeper meaning right, to it. Right, right, right. And then let's do that in the most mean spirited way possible. Oh my gosh. It was just a weird, off putting movie. It was tonally felt like very odd. It was like at one moment it was trying to be like a, a romance, but then it was almost trying to be a tragedy. Yeah. But then it had like this last little bit of like hopefulness to the tragedy. Mm-hmm. But without really satisfying. So it's like it didn't want to fully embrace the whole tragic elements of the story. And I don't know about you, but like I don't know anything about this whole like tulip fever thing that like went on. But nothing thing, but yeah. Yeah, but nothing innately about that screams out like tragedy or like romance, Mm -hmm. you know? So it just felt very stupid and manipulative. Like it would have it would have made much more sense to go a straight up either tragedy or straight up like story of two people that are in love with each other struggling to be together. During that time period. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like afraid to make people the bad people, but then it would have moments where they were the bad people, but then they would come back to being the good people and you never knew like who you were rooting That's against. That's weird. Yeah, you gotta have so something to root for in a movie. Yeah, overall. Yeah. And just a, a, a extreme miscasting with Zach Galifianakis' yeah. character being this like weird drunkard guy. Um, Christoph like, Waltz is wasted yeah, in this. Sorry, okay. what do you think? I was gonna say... Uh, Zach Galifianakis as a miscast as a drunkard kind of seems like it might fit. Yeah, but it's not a comedy movie. Right. Okay. And so it so doesn't fit in the context of the movie. Right. I they play him up it's, as a tragic character. Then right, he ends okay. up making mistakes because he's a drunkard. Right. So it just didn't make I any gotcha, sense to have I him gotcha. there. So yeah, I, we're still waiting for that great Dane DeHaan film. Still <laughs> yeah, waiting for it. It hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> one of these days. All right. We keep trying to make Dane DeHaan a thing. So <laughs> they we'll, keep trying in Hollywood, yeah. but I hope they do. Yeah. Anyways, that was my number six. What's your number five? My number five Top is five. the not so horrific movie horror film Rings. <laughs> Came out about a year ago, January, uh, which is not a great place for horror films to typically come out because that's where bad horror movies go to die. <laughs> January, typically. So, um, Rings 
the whole premise of the ring first of all i like the first two first yep. one a lot better than the second one yep. but it's got samara in it and it has creepy imagery of samara climbing out of the well climbing at you through the tv all that stuff you don't even really get that in this there's maybe one scene that they show in the preview and where she's like cl- climbs out of the tv like yeah and underneath the tv and like up out of it which was pretty sweet looking yeah. and kind of creepy yeah. but that was like it there wasn't really a lot of scary stuff at all in it um, there's a lot of maybe like horrific like images and stuff mm-hmm. like that which rings have always kind of done yeah um, but it wasn't very scary it tried to further the mythology about like you know you don't know the truth about Samara and where she really came from and then it felt like a little final destination in the open video in the open like opening scene um, but yeah it wasn't scary and it was it was definitely let down. I wasn't going into it with super high expectations, <laughs> but I uh, it, I didn't feel like it was very scary. It had a lot of production issues up front. I remember that being the case. It came out like a year later than it was supposed to. Oh wow! Um, uh, the acting was okay, um, but other than that, nah, yeah, not so good. All right. So yeah, that was my what six five. It was five. Five. We're yeah. in the top top bottom five. All right, top bottom five. <laughs> so our bottom five. We are finally here, Matt. We're Do at it. the Mad movie. Huh. We're talking about the Emoji movie. Emojis. Directed by Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter, but yeah. Anthony Leondis. <laughs> um, the funny thing about this one, to tell you how bad it is, it doesn't even have a critic's consensus. Really? On uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Like, there's what? literally, it's just like an emoji of like a crossed out. Thing. Is it really? Yeah. It's, that's, that's hilarious. That's the critic consensus on that, this. It's I mean, clever too, I guess. I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, all I can think <laughs> is that maybe they were like, well, Lego movie did well, and that was kind of a like a thing for kids that they like to do. What can we do? Like, I don't even get it, but they wanted to maybe market a movie that they thought they could have product easily sold for, like with all the yeah. emoji stuff and the heart emoji and with all that stuff. Overall, this movie was just so stupid. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't put in any other terms than that. It was just so stupid. It wasn't even meh. It was literally like the entire time you're watching, you're like, nah, I thought this would be bad, but I didn't realize the writing could be that bad. It was like a five-year-old <laughs> came up with the idea, and Maybe some studio did. exact was like, why don't you like write out a script for it? And he's Package like, it, okay, ship daddy. It. <laughs> and then the poop emoji says that that's ooey and, and stinky because he's poopy. Like, that's literally yeah. what the movie was like. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, well, if we get, you know, Sir Patrick, whatever his face. Like, it just was stupid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I will never watch this movie again consciously or help. Like, if it's between this and, like, literally staring at a wall for an hour and a yeah. half, I'll just choose to stare at the wall yeah. for an hour and a yep. half. It wasn't offensive. But it was just offensive that it got made, you know? <laughs> uh, so there you go. All right. Nice. Yeah. I, the only little like minor thing I could say about this is that it didn't feel like the voice acting was like everybody was just like whatever about it. It yeah. felt like they were kind of trying. Yep. But yeah, that's to be expected. And the animations, I did mention this as well, they're not the worst in the world. Like they did an okay job with the animation. Yeah. But uh, that's basically it. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. My number five. A movie. Uh, okay, so number four for me, and just so you guys know, my four through one here, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the goods because there's not a lot of goods. I yeah. will just say one thing, one sentence, basically, about the good stuff. So, Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Dead Men Tell No Tales is my number four. Hmm. Um, wow, I don't know. It's just, uh, uh, hey, let's quote Kylo Ren and say, it's time to let the old things die. Yeah. This might need to die. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them burn. Series, exactly. Um, and it, 
okay, here's a good thing for me. Zombie sharks. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I like the zombie sharks. <laughs> Something. I That's guess. about it. Uh, Johnny Depp is not good. He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't. He. I feel like he's not playing Jack Sparrow anymore. He's playing yeah. a cartoon version of Ca- Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Um. And that was the allure of him right. in the original as a supporting character. Right. Not a main character in like this one. But, anyways. Yeah, that's, I would agree. Yeah. I would have put this one a lot higher. If, really? If I okay. didn't have so many other bad ones, but he, no. it literally felt like he was phoning going, in yeah. his role as Jack Sparrow. Going by rating, this is this is my fourth worst, and I'm just going to just take it right through the top here. Right. <laughs> so that's my four. All right, next one. This one is probably contentious between the two of us, because we've actually talked about this before, and sure. you ended up really liking it. So uh, I'm talking about the book of Henry. Oh, yeah, but, that's right. Uh, Colin Trevorrow. I did like this uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I this is best some summed up as saying that tonally it was all over the place for me. Like literally, I didn't know if I they were see going that. for. I could see the that. That's probably was. in my negative category, right? But the twist, like mm. the twist of the movie, was so like what to me that it left me disbelieving it for the majority of the end of the runtime of the film, mm. and it made the realism of. The extents to which Naomi Watts' character goes in that, yeah, so unrealistic. Yeah. Like it was already unrealistic. The whole setup and everything, the way that you know, the little kid was like managing her mom's life right, and right, right. his mom's life, and that was unrealistic. But then it went there, and then when it went there, then it decided to go even a step further into like the what category. I just couldn't believe it, really? and it felt it. I felt so disconnected. Oh yeah, and I know it's different for you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the 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 thing is, it did emotionally resonate with me. Mm-hmm. But because it emotionally resonated with me and because I felt like they were mishandling it personally, mm-hmm. I felt like it was manipulating me. I felt like it was I was angry at the film ah. because it was like, you are just doing this so that way I will connect with your stupid idea <laughs> that you're trying to run with in the last quarter of this movie that makes no sense at all to me. So I just got really upset about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the no, acting was fine. Yeah. I mean, overall, the acting was fine. I think the little kids did a great job. Yeah. And again, I really resonated with that emotional side of what happens in the yeah. film i'm almost not gonna spoil that yeah but uh yeah so this was one no of, hey that's okay you yeah. i i like that movie <laughs> uh, yeah I, anyways it's all good yeah. um all right that's number number four moving on number, oh number three number all three. right my Top number three my number three Start worst movie drum rolls here almost transformers the last night <laughs> um here's my positive CG was cool. Um, <laughs> I like the robots. Yeah, but this is just the same hot mess that it's been for the last several years since mm. the second one. Mm. I it's not getting better. They keep convoluting it. Now it's you know King Arthur and Merlin <laughs> and so stuff crazy. like that. Like they yeah. they all have that something was hilarious to do with it. To me. Like, I thought that was funny. I was like, "What Merlin and Transformers? Like, like why what? did this take you know five movies to come up? Like, why is this now being addressed? You yeah. know, like yeah. I don't know." I get you. It's no, just I, nonsensical, and Michael Bay can't do humor. I'm I'm sure that the all. script. Here's the thing, and I'm finding this a lot of times. A lot of the things I don't like about Michael Bay's movies, even the ones I do like, like Thirteen Hours, I really liked. Yeah. Um, the humor doesn't work, and I could tell it's the same type of humor, mm-hmm. but the screenplay is all written by different people. Yeah. And so that's where I know it's Michael Bay interjecting <laughs> himself in the movie. In he's, he's forcing like, his humor. This will be funny. People and he's like not it. a funny guy. Yet yeah. he still finds it like, hey, I'm going to inject this humor. And it's it's just dumb. I didn't like Transformers. Fair I enough. hope they get rid of it. Actually, 
Bumblebee movie spinoff is coming out. It's, yeah. uh, Travis Denight is doing it, right, I think. Different guy. And um, I'm I'm hopeful for that because <laughs> I'm always optimistic, mostly. But we'll see. Anyway, that was my number three. Fair enough. So I I agree on most of yeah. those accounts. I thought it was just. I think the big thing to me is it was just boring. Yeah. I really did like the last action sequence. I mean, it, 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 not everybody's going to like it. Yeah. I just thought it was fun. I enjoyed the last action sequence. But the most of the movie was completely boring. And yeah. that's why it probably didn't rank higher for me. Because there was other films that offended me more. No, I got gotcha. Upset, so. All right. So my number three. This is a big one. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to fall somewhere on your top three what as is well. It? Uh, the Mummy. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tear me apart. Tear me apart. The mummy. So Alex Kurtzman, starring Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe. This was the movie that literally killed an entire before it began. Before it began, <laughs> like universe of yep. films that was trying to be built, and it's like I'm almost in a way glad that it died with the first one instead of it just being like an eh kind of film, and then we slowly get these worse and worse ones, and then yeah. eventually it dies. Like, this one was such a collapse of a horrible film that yeah. it just killed out the entire thing. This is the first Tom Cruise movie I think I've seen in a long time where I was like, yeah, that was actually really bad. Yeah. Usually Tom Cruise movies, I'm like, okay, kind of good elements, bad elements, yeah. you know. Uh, but this one was just so, it failed on all fronts except for startling moments. Yeah. I mean, it had plenty of moments where things were like jumping out and like, da, 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 da. Yeah. but things didn't make any sense. Yeah. There was literally just stuff happening. Like, it, Russell's Crowe, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll having this weird like mechanism that he yeah. like forcibly has to inject himself with that yeah. he's like this advanced scientist that for some reason he doesn't have like a backpack that just does yeah. that for him. <laughs> like stupid things like that. The right. fact that they would like go into the cave and they would just destroy everything that yeah. they would get bit and they wouldn't say anything that like people it just stupid stuff that didn't yeah. make any sense. Um, and overall just things kind of happening. Um, yep. Really didn't enjoy it. It, I don't even at, th- at this stage I still don't know who the mummy is right <laughs> I saw the movie who's the mummy is Tom Cruise the mummy I thought the other girl was the mummy but yeah. she's not the mummy because she's not alive anymore so yeah. it's like I'm spoiling that sorry but like it doesn't matter <laughs> but like so it just did, it didn't make any sense maybe there's yeah. a director's cut out there that makes more of a, a reality a sense to like the progression of things yeah. but it just it was a weird stupid film that just literally yeah. had no sense uh, for, for where it was going what it was trying to do um, yeah Anyways. Yeah. So I'll I'll finish up with that. I good. think you're gonna have more to say maybe in a bit. So yeah, that's my number three. What's your number two, Matt? Funny story. My yes. number two is the mummy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I thought it was coming up. All right. So I didn't know. For I sure. agree with everything you said. Now here's the thing. I don't think a director's cut would make a difference with that because I think one of the <laughs> biggest not. the biggest I was problem to be hopeful, Matt. Right. The biggest problem with the movie is you have a jerk lead character, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, completely unlikable, mm-hmm. totally unlikable right from the get-go. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, you got to be, uh, I get they may have been trying to, like, go for, like, a, a story arc to where, you know, he's redeemed at the end, but they didn't. He was just mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. You don't like Tom Cruise. Um, you I thought he was legitimately going to die. You don't I like, thought, yeah. I was like, oh, he's such a jerk. He deserves his redemption is death. Right, right, right. <laughs> and um, the humor didn't work. His humor didn't work. Uh, Jake Johnson's humor didn't really work. And, yeah. Um, which is crazy. He's and, a good actor. Yeah. And the, okay. Here's my one sentence of thing. Creepy imagery. I thought had some good creepy imagery, Agreed. which I thought was good. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. You're right. It's single-handedly launched and basically put the nail in the coffin, <laughs> pun intended, for the, the, the dark universe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, effectively killing off a bunch of other films that they had planned out, which right. they just did not do a good job of this. So yeah, that was my number two. All right. Here's, well, there you go. here's the big one. Wait, no. This here's, is number two for me Oh, as number well. two for you. Yeah. yeah. 
You went first, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So my number two is uh, a film by James Ponzolt called The Circle. Hey. Stars Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, John Boyega. Pretty much the biggest. Owen Kerrigan, Karen Gillian, Patton Oswalt as well. We're both in it. I like Karen Gillian. I, uh, this is another film I, I didn't really know what to expect. What I was hoping for and in going into it was this kind of a almost dystopian world. Mm-hmm. Almost. Not quite dystopian, but kind of like that where... There's this organization that exists. It's kind of taking manipulative control. You and then the extent. Sorry, go ahead. you were hoping for a really good episode of the Black Mirror, kind but of like the Circle. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> what it ended up being was like a PG kids version of a Black Mirror. Episode. Right. <laughs> I mean, the there's one like death in the film, yeah, and it comes through the most manipulated, ridiculous, like what the circumstances <laughs> that. That are it's like supposed to be tragic and sad, yeah. But you interacted with the character for like maybe a second, a second, and he was kind of important to the main character, yeah. but you never spent any time talking about it or hearing about it or anything like that. And he's supposed to be this like guy that you kind of like maybe look up to in the f- script, but he's also kind of a loser and an idiot, <laughs> so you don't at the same okay. time. So you don't really relate to him. Emma Watson's character you don't really relate to because you don't really know what she's aiming toward. Yeah. And even at the very end, you don't really get like- What she's doing. Is she against the circle? Is she for the circle? Like why? It's almost like she's saying like the circle's bad, right? Wink, yeah. wink. At the end, you're like, well, what's the wink? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, do you like the circle or not? So you're left you're left without a protagonist to kind of run through the story toward. The circle's bad, but it's not that bad yet. It's almost the idea of it like becoming bad. Yeah. But it doesn't really become bad because we turn it into something sort of bad. Yeah. So, and then Tom Hanks is like the main bad character is so difficult because he makes a lot of really good points. Right, <laughs> He's like right, really right, valid, right. valid things. Uh, it just turns out that he kind of does some sleazy stuff on the side, which kind of makes it overall. So again, it, 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 it's like trying to have it. It's almost like trying to be a satire yeah. but without actually satiring anything in, in there. John Boyega's character makes absolutely no sense. There's no real point to pretty much anything. Really? It, okay. It, it, I gotcha. it ended up just being like a bland, boring, like, I don't know what I just am supposed to get. It feels like you're trying to say, like, look at this big important message that we have to say, but they're not saying anything. My parents anything. saw it; they didn't like it either. Yeah. yeah. So uh, acting was not all that great. Everybody, felt, I'd say, even I've never been a huge fan of Emma Watson. I think she did great with the Harry Potter series, but she kind of has like two distinct personalities to me that are interesting, which is like super aggressive, angry. Or like kind of like snobby, like stuck up. And yeah. if she's not one of those two, then she's pretty much just like meh, right. like to me. And she was very meh in this script to me. Sure, Tom Hanks is kind of just there for the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> feels like uh, John Boyega was the most. I actually felt like I would have been more interested to hear his side of uh, the story, story. Yeah. yeah, and get the film about him. Well, it got greenlit for a sequel. Oh dear, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> totally kidding. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is hurting me right now. So. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. That's funny. I could keep burning on it, but we're running out of time. So number one, Matt. Number, number one. one, worst film this year, la, 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 2017. La, 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 la. Um, for me, is Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Oh, and I will say this because I've had some fun. It's been a guilty pleasure. Some of the yeah. to the series up to the last couple. Uh, this one, and here's here's a problem. I think it's just the same guy. Paul W.S. Anderson directing and writing it <laughs> over and over and over again. Which you would think there would be more cohesiveness to the story if he it's just He says one he's guy. a fan of the series and playing the series, which I see some of that because, okay, here's my positive thing about this. Yeah. Flying creature <laughs> monster. Like, I thought that was cool. Flying but creature that's monster it. was great. Um, but but he, none of the movies actually sync up with what the games are about. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know what happened. I remember talking about this when I reviewed it like a year ago. Yeah. Is the the way the action sequences sequences were filmed, I had to look away. It was incredibly shaky. Yeah. Way too close. Yeah. Um, as if they like they didn't get good action takes. Yeah. And they're like, crap, how do we fix this? <laughs> so let's zoom in real quick, yeah. chop out all the cropped edges that we that don't that look iffy, and then shake it around a little bit and make that the fight. <laughs> let's slap the camera a little bit. People Oh my like gosh. That. I had to look away. I could not believe it. I was like, what is happening right now? And then they tried to make this big twist because it's quote unquote the final chapter. Right. Um Which and, didn't make any sense. And the twist was just so silly. So incredibly silly. I was like, this is weird. Even for Resident Evil movies, like this is not this is not okay. Uh, I did not. <laughs> I did Anyways, not. So I uh <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad movie, bad acted. Um I mean there may have been uh like I mentioned previously, the slow-mo is something that I actually really wish they would have done. Yeah. They used it in excess previously, but this one, they just like did the quick, like <laughs> jumpy stuff. I couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah. If they would have just done the slow-mo cool stuff, then, you know, bump up the frame rate or whatever and do some sweet stuff with that, I would have appreciated that. Yeah. But this, no way. I was totally bummed out, left feeling nauseous and not happy. So I, yeah, that's, that's me. They did, they're going to reboot it. Um, as, as long as they reboot it with someone fresh and it's not anything in the same vein it's been, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> as long as they actually go in the direction, maybe the video game. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. But yeah, yeah, that was it. Resident Evil, the final chapter. That, the, I think Mila, you know, Mila Jovovich, yeah. main character, she has changed in my mind so much because of after having seen her at Comic-Con, they were doing like a preview for the upcoming film and she was out there. And it was like she was on speed or something. She came out. And she was like, "Hey, yo, what's up, okay?" And like she like got down on the stage and she like laid down and like was like watching the screen like while they were showing the the trailer. Oh and everything. my gosh! I was like, man, she is like on crack or something. Like <laughs> my perspective of her is entirely. It's hard to take her seriously. Yeah, more after or less. seeing and something. She's like such that. a serious character in those movies. She's yeah. like, mm, every mean face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, cool. What you got, Joel? So my number one. Drum roll. This might not surprise some people. Uh, Baywatch. Baywatch. Directed by Seth Gordon. Uh, yep. Stars by stars a bunch of people you'd think would know better or do better. Dwayne Johnson, Zac Efron, Alexandra DiBario, uh, but a fair amount of other people. I mentioned this. There's a few films on this list that personally offended me. Mm-hmm. This was the big one. This was the like not you only was saw this, this a movie bad, like three months in advance. Too. I did. I saw a sneak preview of this one, yeah. and so I, I didn't want to like talk about it too early, yeah. but. I was I was more offended by the fact that there was like a couple I don't often feel this way. Yeah. But like there was people in the theater, like I saw them like submitting their reviews and they're like, Oh my gosh, best movie. They're like rating it five out of five. Really? Yeah. And I was like, What are you talking about? And then the fact that afterwards they tried to come out and say that the only reason this movie wasn't doing well was because of Rotten Tomatoes. This right. Was like there was a the campaign first, for it. Yeah. Right. This was the first one that they started doing that anti Rotten Tomatoes campaign. Yeah. And I was like, if you are going to try and make the case that your movie is tanking because of solely Rotten Tomatoes and not, it's like that just personally offended me. And then the movie itself personally offended me. <laughs> I mean, there is a literally a scene in this movie that goes for about a minute and a half where just Zac Efron is just face to face with a man's under area, yeah. <laughs> like, like literally just messing with it. You know what I mean? Oh it's gosh. like, I don't, I don't need that in any movie, <laughs> yeah. but I would lo- not expect that in a Baywatch movie. I, I wasn't going, like, it's a sneak preview. I didn't know what I was going to see. Yeah. But I was expecting, when they said Baywatch, stupid, over-the-top slow-mo, ridiculous, yeah. cheesy, like, action and special effects. And I got some of that. 
but it was like offensive as well. Yeah. It just went to like the lowest common denominator Ugh. with everything. I mean, the first five minutes of the movie, a guy gets again his undercarriage. There's a lot with yeah. that. <laughs> Stuck in like a wooden slatted chair and then proceeds to yank the chair oh, at no. the screen. Like it was almost like they were going for like a 3D thing. Oh, no. Like for like the next 10 to 30 seconds, just yeah. yanking it at the screen while everybody like laughs and i was like is this like a 12 year old he's like oh imagine if like a guy got his thing right, stuck right, in a right, chair right. and like i don't know it was like <laughs> it was just i'm coughing yeah so, so i haven't seen it and i probably won't see it <laughs> yeah it was i think it was going for campy charm and it ended up being offensively stupid yeah you know what i mean and just offensively bad you which can't, is funny because i don't feel like there's a fine line or anything like that no <laughs> and you can't have things like that in a movie the, and and try and make it campy at the same time. You right. can't have like this weird sexual like over the top cursing and language and, like and try and make it campy. That's not yeah. campy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, overall, all right, worst movie of the year. Worst so, ten. Those are our top ten worst. Congratulations to us, Matt, for yes, making it through twenty seventeen. Well, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up twenty eighteen. Uh, we've got some big plans for the podcast, we which does. is us to continue doing it, yeah. and, uh, sharing with all of you guys. And so we would love to hear your thoughts, perspectives, uh, maybe your top 10 list if you put one together, uh, or maybe your thoughts on our top or worst. Top 10, worst, worst 10. Yeah, yeah, worst 10 of uh, the year of 2017. Uh, if you want to get connected with us, Matt's already listed a couple ways, but I want to remind you again, realreviewmedia.com. We also have Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia, always spelled R-E-E-L. Uh, we have our Twitter, Instagram, which are both realreviewmedia. And then we also have our email, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Boom. There it is. So any final thoughts wrapping up here? No, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Yeah, it's been awesome. Looking forward to uh, doing a lot more with you in 2018. So stay tuned for that. Indeed. Yeah, it's been real. It's been real.